Here we are. Episode three is actually going live this week. I originally planned for it to go or for it to drop on Monday, the second. Didn't feel like it was good enough. Didn't feel like the content within was good. Uh, so I thought I would, you know, maybe two weeks get uh, some more stuff in there for the episode. But when I re-listened to it, I was like, wow. I mean, the only thing it's really missing is um, really how training's going. So we're going to re-record the whole thing. We're going to include the training in the episode, how training's going, how I'm feeling uh, with training. And we're just going to send it. So this is going to be called The Depletion. That's what this episode's going to be called. I'm hoping that I can get maybe another two episodes in before the Peak Week episode. So I'm planning on doing... Uh, hopefully the depletion part two and then the depletion part three and then have one episode uh, a week, have have an episode drop a week before the show and we're going to call that uh, peak week, the peak week episode. So, you know, now that I'm actually cutting, there's going to be, I think, a lot more intrigue uh, to follow along. Although, to be honest with you, I really don't know why anyone follows along here to my... I think my 25 listeners who have listened to both the first and second episode. Uh, I know the first episode had like 40 listeners, but that's probably because everyone was like, hey, what the fuck's he talking about? Then they found out what I was talking about. They're like, I don't care about this. So, but to all of you who have listened, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Like I said in the first episode, this is as much of a learning experience for me as it is for you guys. So I'm kind of just sharing what's been going on as far as training and prep and all that shit goes. So, um, you know, try to keep it entertaining. I think my personality is like a 6.5, maybe a 7 on good days out of 10. So we try to keep it fun. But, um, all right, so we are officially cutting now. We are, Jesus, 13 weeks from Saturday. 13 weeks out. I remember when it was 23 weeks. But, um... Yeah, it's so far has been really good. Uh, I, I want to start first start with arms race. Um, I, I think when we dropped the second episode, they had just gotten back from the Arnold in Columbus, and I voiced my reasoning for not going, and it was simply because I don't have the money to go, and it didn't really make any financial sense for me to go. Um, Paying out of pocket to go work and, you know, I guess network, which is what a lot of them are doing. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a f- physical trainer, a physical therapist. I'm, you know, I, I'm, that's not that's not my job. So, you know, it's cool. It would have been cool to meet all of them, and I've already said all this. The FOMO was real because it looked they looked like they had a great time, but um, they're actually going. There's an expo, the, where is it? Los Angeles, which is a much smaller expo compared to the Arnold. Uh, But they're actually going out there. I think that's the weekend of May 22nd, if I'm correct. Uh, I'm not really sure. But again, I will not be going. They will be going, and I'm sure they'll have a great time and kick ass and sell supplements and whatever. So... Um, they're going to kill it. Um, I do want to mention that 
I have been taking a new flavor of their protein, the maple pancake. It is really good. So I had voiced previously how I was a fan of their s'mores flavor. And I wanted to try their maple pancake because who the fuck doesn't love pancakes? And I was honestly really curious to see if they could get the pancake and syrup flavor in the powder. And surprisingly, they did. And it's actually really good. So I'm not going to promote all of their supplements, even though I'm sure they're very good. I'm sure they're very good. But I've never taken them. So I can only tell you about the stuff that I've taken. The stuff that I've taken is really good. With that being said, <clears throat> they they got a great team going out there. I don't think there's going to be as many there as there were for the Arnold because it is a smaller show and it's two days instead of three. But, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be all over social, social media. Uh, I'm going to have FOMO again. All right, so enough about arms race. Uh, let, let's dive into how prep has been so far. So if this is the first episode you're ever hearing, we discussed in the first episode, uh, titled The Introduction, and the second episode, which we titled The Maintenance, basically, you know, what's been going on with prep so far, mostly food related. Um, so up until 14 weeks, which was... <clears throat> Last Saturday, my coaches had me in a maintenance uh, phase. So, surprisingly, I had lost about six or seven pounds just in the maintenance phase. And I was kind of getting a little antsy because I was like, coach, we're in maintenance. Like, I've lost six pounds in what? nine weeks or so and now I'm going to be cutting like how much weight do we plan on losing here like what am I going to be stepping on stage what's going to be my stage weight and he said we you know we really don't want a significant drop in weight like if there's a fast drop in weight it's not going to be good because then I won't necessarily be losing fat I'll also be losing muscle too and that is not good that is the one thing that I think gives me an edge when it comes to stepping on stage is I just have such a tremendous amount of muscle mass. So we're looking at probably, I don't know, a half a pound to a pound a week, I would say, um, right now with cutting. So that started Saturday, but as far as prep has gone so far, I really haven't noticed that much of a difference as far as food goes. So obviously my diet is different and I'm eating what I'm supposed to be eating. But, you know, it really hasn't been uh, difficult per se. Like I'm not tired of the food. You know, I hear stories of people like, oh my God, this is miserable. We're eating the same five meals every single day. And I haven't had that. Uh, I found out, I guess you can say fun ways to eat, um, where (laughs) funny enough, when it first started, I remember the very first day I went into work and I brought, um, my two of my meals with me to work. And at the time I didn't make rice. I didn't have my meals with rice. I had a baked potato. 
So <laughs> this day when I got into the office, I forgot my uh, salt and pepper and I also forgot my hot sauce. I don't know if you have ever had 93% ground beef with no sort of salt, pepper, hot sauce or anything like that with a fucking baked potato with no butter. Let me tell you something. They say chicken breast has no flavor. I actually like chicken breast. I have no problem eating it. I, I, I actually have preferred eating chicken breast to steak while on prep, oddly enough. But eating ground beef with a baked fucking potato with a fork nonetheless. A f I'm going to get into the whole utensil thing and strategy to trick the mind into eating and not really noticing what you're eating. But... Oh my God, it, it was so bad. Absolutely horrible. Um, but I quickly learned that, you know, first of all, baked potato is not the way to go. At, at least for me, I, I can't stand it. If there's butter on it and everything, then it's fine. But just a plain baked potato would absolutely not. Um, and also, like I said, I was eating it with a fork. Now, as prep, like, as we, you know, really got into, like, the maintenance phase of this, I realized, I was like, what is the, all the food I'm eating is bland, 93% ground turkey, 93% ground beef, chicken breast, uh, no skin, um, what else, you know, vegetables, broccoli, spinach, asparagus, uh, Brussels sprouts, if I'm feeling motivated enough, <clears throat> but, you know, having, because they're so bland, and like, I, I put hot sauce on it, which, you know, it really doesn't, it's not bland at all anymore, but early on, I, you know, if you eat it with a spoon, it's so much easier to eat, you know, trying to pick up pieces of the 93% ground beef with a fork, and then pieces of the baked potato with the fork, it just... <clears throat> absolutely brutal. I'd rather go to the dentist. But, you know, you use a spoon, you can just shovel it all in your mouth and it, you know, it tastes really good. Especially with the hot sauce and stuff. But um, maintenance, you know, pretty much went on without a problem. The only problem I had with maintenance, as I discussed in episode two, I had food poisoning. I got food poisoning, I went to my best friend's sister's wedding, had a great time, was drinking Jack and Cokes all night, and I'm not really a huge drinker anymore, where back in the day I could definitely put them down if I needed to, but I don't know if it was something from the wedding or something the next day, I got food poisoning, and I went from 187 pounds, this was like two weeks into the cut, excuse me, two weeks into maintenance, so I started around 190. I was about 187 going into this weekend. After the after I got over the illness, I was about 182. So I was shot. And like training in the gym for the next, I would say, week or so, like was not good. I had no energy, it, let alone during the food poisoning. That sucked, but then about... Three or four or five days after I got over it, I was still like just out of it because I had lost so much weight 
Most of it was water weight, but there was, you know, other probably fat and muscle on it too because six pounds in, what, 10 days? And this is after I had been on maintenance for two weeks. So the excess water weight was already coming off before the food poisoning. But that was brutal. Once that got over with, I I was, you know, back on track and uh, my coach, very, very helpful throughout the whole thing. And I was giving him updates pretty much each day about how digestion was and if I was still sick and, you know, training and all that stuff. So that was maintenance. Pretty much nothing really changed other than the food poisoning thing. And I did get my weight back up to about 184-ish. So I started before, before prep started, before maintenance, before the, obviously before the cut, I probably was around 190. At the conclusion of the maintenance phase, so at the start of week 14, from week four, from 14 weeks out, I was 183.8. So what is that? I'm good at math. 6.2 pounds. So maintenance... You know, I dropped over six pounds just on maintenance, but now we're cutting. So the week 14 update, it was all of the, pretty much everything is the same. And I kind of, I kind of dove into my macros on the second episode. So if you're actually curious to see what I was eating, you can listen to that, but the food, all the food has stayed the same, except the only difference is. We're now cycling on a four low, one high food day. So what that means is I'm due four low days. And the low days, the only thing that's low about um, the low day part of the cycle is carbs. Carbs are significantly lower. So four low days into one high day. And that's just on repeat. So all of the protein and fats, I believe, are the same for the low versus high day. The high day might actually have four teaspoons of olive oil on one of the meals. But um, the, the only noticeable difference that I can think of off the top of my head is carbs are much lower. So on the low days... Each meal where I have rice, and yes, I did wise up and switch to rice because I am not fucking doing another baked potato. But on low days, I'm eating on meals where I have rice, I have 80 grams of rice per meal, which if you boil your hand up into a fist, uh, I don't know. I got small hands, but they're beefy. Basically, a small fist is how much rice I'm eating with meals that I'm allowed to have rice, excluding my post-workout meal, which on low days is 265 grams of rice, which is, I think, a little under a cup? Maybe over a cup? I don't know. But you take, you know, 80 grams of rice for each meal and then 265 uh, post-workout. Those are, um, those are my low days. Um, I know on high days I'm eating 160 grams of rice per meal, which that's probably maybe a fist and a half for me. 
Uh, but it, it's it's a good amount. I mean, I'm not the, the one good thing I've noticed so far, like since we've cutting and I spoke to my coach in my last check in, which was Wednesday. I haven't noticed like I'm not looking for more food throughout the day compared to like my maintenance. So even on the low days when the rice was lowered from like 110, 115 grams on low days to now 80, I really haven't noticed the difference. I am a little hungry post-workout, even on high days when I'm having 320 grams of rice post-workout with, you know, chicken and steak, obviously. But uh, apparently from what my coaches tell me is we are right where I want to be. So right now going into 13 weeks out, his words, not mine. I look really good. I look very sharp. It's very good that I'm not like starving and looking for more food and that I pretty much don't even notice a difference from the latter maintenance days to now. Um, and he's just, he's really happy with where I am. So that's right now where we are with the week 14 cut update. I have, let's see, I don't know, like I'm not sure how frequently these updates are going to, the diet's going to change. I'm assuming as we get closer to August 6th that, you know, the diet will become much uh, more restrictive than what it is now. But for right now, I'm feeling really good food-wise. And I really have no complaints as far as diet. Like, I'm not sick of the meals at all. I'm, you know, still hungry when I should be and I'm eating and I'm feeling satiated after. So, everything food-wise has been good. Training. So, training, on the other hand, is a little different. Those of you who've seen me in the gym know that I'm a fairly strong guy. I'm not going to say I'm one of the strong, I'm not going to, oh. so I made the mistake one time of saying I'm, you know, one of the more, or one of the stronger pound for pound gym goers in the state of New Jersey. And I had a bunch of uh, butthurt powerlifters from a gym in kind of central Jersey who they're all like friends or whatever. And they all kind of ganged up on me for whatever reason. I don't know. I guess if I don't wear a singlet when I lift, I don't. You know, I'm not I'm not in that community anyway, but they were all butthurt for some reason. They were they were all stronger than me. Like I don't know what they had to fear, like what they were so insecure about. But, you know, they felt like, you know, ragging on me a little bit. And I was like, Well, what the fuck, guys? I'm like, you know, whatever. Um, but like I'm a fairly strong person in the gym. I'd like to think I'm one of the stronger people in most gyms. I know I'm not the strongest, but I'm up there, you know, <clears throat> but one thing I have noticed and like, I noticed this even through the maintenance phase. So, you know, I'm probably, I don't know. I, I think I'm when I weigh in on Wednesday, like 183.4, 183.5. So like I'm down six and a half pounds from when I started and, like, I can still, like, I'm still moving weight. 
And I, I notice this most with my bench. So, not that anyone cares, but my max bench, I hit 350 one time. Back in the day, back in my crunch days, and we'll get into crunch towards the end of this, but I hit a 350-pound bench. So, like, my deadlift, I pulled, what, 525 the other day? Or I, I pulled something ridiculous, and it was actually fairly easy. But, like, I noticed with my bench, like, throughout the maintenance and now even through cutting... I wouldn't say I've gotten weaker, but like the weight doesn't feel as stable as it once did. Like I hit chest today and I moved 275 for four reps, a set of four. Just that's not on my program and what I am doing for bench, but I just wanted to see like my strength and where it was. But like, it moved for four, but I remember, like, before all this started, if I were to bench it for four reps before this, I felt much more stable under the bar. So, I don't know if that has to do with cutting, if it's, you know, um, my stabilization muscles are, you know, a little smaller. Just, I'm not as big as I was. But, it, it, it was just weird. Like, I, I don't feel necessarily weaker. Like, weight is still moving. I just don't feel as stable, specifically with benching. I, maybe because the shoulder is such a fucked up joint and, like, it's so delicate or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. And, like, I, I mentioned that to my coach when, when I checked in with him. Not this last time. Maybe the time before that. But I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't feel weaker, but like if I'm holding 265 in my hands and, you know, I'm benching with that, it just doesn't feel like it's stable, like in my shoulders and, you know, my grip is obviously fine, but like on the whole press part, I, I like I just, my stabilization isn't like where it was. So I don't really know what that is. And I think I've heard some like, People say that, like, and I think maybe I even read it somewhere. I, I don't know. But I, th when you cut, like, your stabilizing, your stabilizer muscles are affected as well. Not just, you know, your biceps and all that nonsense. So that's pretty interesting. Like, as far as, like, training goes and everything, I mean... My intensity, ever since that food, po ever since getting over that food poisoning, my intensity has been insane in the gym. Just absolutely insane. All the workouts have been f phenomenal. Um, and I, I am starting to really see a difference in my physique. So, you know, I, I carry a majority of my weight in my upper legs and my ass. And, like, I never had vascular legs, ever. A big, you know, and a lot of that has to do with me being built like a rectangular battery. But over the last like two weeks or so, you know, they're not popping yet, but I'm seeing a lot of blue outlines in my quads and my calves. So that means we are working and we are dropping body fat. Uh, I really want to sound smart here. What is that? Uh, subcutaneous... 
I think that's the layer of fat, like between the muscle and the skin or whatever. There's what's the other one? I don't know. I I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But that layer of fat, where you know, as as it gets lower, you see more veins and more definition. That is dropping because I do see a significant amount of uh, vein outlines in my legs now. So, again, being 14, we're now 13 and change, but being 13 weeks out and already seeing that, I'm excited because, one, I had never seen that before. Like, I'm 26. I've never had good definition in my legs. So we're finally seeing that. My coach, I told him, like, hey, we're starting to see some veins. He's all excited, so that's all good. Um, but, yeah, training's been very good. And what I'm doing is where I never used to do, like, high repetitions. I mean, I would do high repetitions. I would do, like, five sets of six, which, you know, 30 reps. But like doing sets of like at least 10 is really what I'm going for right now. So yes, I'm not throwing around 275, 285, 290 on bench anymore for like sets of three or four. But I'm staying around 255, 260 and trying to get that for at least eight. The goal for, you know, each lift and each exercise, I want eight reps. So... Me being how competitive I am, I want to get at least 10. So I'm aiming for 10 to 12, but if I get 8 or 9, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> but that's, you know, that's with everything. That's with, you know, arms, biceps, triceps, chest, shoulders, back, legs, calves, which I will say I have been working very religiously because I don't want another stranger coming up to me telling me he can give me calf implants. That that's really insane. I, I still <laughs> when I think when I still when I think about that I'm just like and like again, I am not an approachable person in the gym. Like I get I've been told by friends of mine and people who I wasn't friends with that I did become friends with in the gym. They're like, "Yeah, we didn't want to go near you. Like you kind of look, you know, mad and you just which, you know, I appreciate that. You know, I am friendly. Some guy tonight, he was like, he, you know, he was bench whatever and he asked me for a spot. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, let me finish my set. And he did his, he did his set, 225. Bench. He was an older guy, 225 for like 10. I was very impressed. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. He was a strong dude. But after he got done with his set, he goes, I might need you for one more. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm like, no problem. I'll be right over here. And I actually, you know, walked up to him and he was, you know, doing whatever he was doing between sets or whatever. And he goes, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, thank you. Like I was just coming over to ask. I'm like, yeah, no problem. He goes, you're a pretty nice guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of, people have told me I don't really look that approachable in here, but really I am. Um, anyway, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, interactions. Yeah, like, I get, you know, because I look, you know, pretty unapproachable, I would like to think that some of these more bizarre interactions don't happen to me, but they do. 
So I can only imagine how people who look friendly and are constantly talking, the kind of interactions they have. I don't know. But, um, you know, training's been good. I've had no complaints for the last, I don't know, when was March 19th? When was the food poisoning? That was, what, two, four, about seven weeks. The last seven weeks have been fucking phenomenal as far as training goes. I'm starting to see differences in my body already. Uh, my coach is fucking pumped with how I look right now. Uh, I'm just really excited. And the excitement that he has is getting me more excited. And then people at the gym are being like, oh, you know, you look a little thin in the face. Like, we can see, like, you're cutting. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go, baby. It's just, it's exciting, you know? Um, but, yeah, so... We touched again on the calf implant guy and, you know, we're done with, you know, we got everything I wanted to get off with training. We now can get into <laughs> some pet peeves of mine that I have experienced again over the last, just the last week they, they happened. All right. Probably one of my biggest flaws, which is. Probably also one of my biggest strengths, and I feel like that's something that would come out of the office. That's something Michael would say. But one of my biggest flaws, which is also a strength of mine, is I notice everything. I notice everything. And I don't like that I can do this, but unfortunately I can. People who fucking stare at the gym are weird as hell. What are you looking at? And like, you won't get, at least, for, first of all, if someone comes up to me and is staring at me from like three feet away, I will give them credit because it takes some balls to do that. Now you got some real fucking issues if you are doing that. But like, I see people from across the gym staring at me. And like, I don't even have to be looking at them. I can see in my peripheral, them looking at me. And I just want to say, like, dude, what, what the fuck are you looking at? What am I doing that has your attention so intently you are not looking away, even blinking? It, I, like, I just, I just don't, I, like, I don't understand how you do that. And then, like, you're doing it. Do you not, like, I notice you. Other people that you're staring at notice you. Is that like not ringing any bells up there? If you want to go people watch, go rent a Where's Waldo book and go read it. Like, I it, I don't mind talking to people, but if you're fucking staring at me, I got a problem with that. Especially if, one, I don't know you. Or if we've never, or if there's like no interaction whatsoever, stop looking at me. And another thing, which doesn't really tie into, um, you know, people staring, but like, I, I've seen bodybuilders and they're a couple at Powerhouse, there are a couple at um, other gyms I've been to, and even like people on social media that like, they're very you know, standoffish and, like, don't talk to me, like, 
when they're training or on prep. And like, I got my problems with the powerlifting community and the fucking bodybuilding community. Like, each group has their own little quirks that are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I, I don't know. Like, I know, I know bodybuilders who are like, if I'm in the gym, do not say a word to me. Like, I, I get it. Some of them are going for these big, like, tournaments and championships and pro cards or whatever. But, like, for you to come out and be like, don't fucking talk to me. This is a job. I'm, you know, like, bro, it's, you know, relax. It's not that serious. But I mean, I guess to like the bodybuilders who were going for like the Arnold, the universes and all that, I guess it is. But like, just to, to come off and like have that kind of attitude is like, well, that's a little, all right. Well, you, you do you buddy. But, um, yeah, I just, the, the, the fucking, the people that stare just, and I, like, I, I notice it. If someone is staring at me, I will notice 100%. You could be in another time zone. I'll fucking notice. Um, and then if I don't know you, it's just weird. Like, why are you staring at me? And then if I do know you and then you don't like come up and like attempt to talk to me, then it's really fucking weird. Why are you staring at me? So, I, I, gym people are weird, man. Um, oh, and another pet peeve of mine, and this is what I'm about to say. I do not <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Like, you really shouldn't do this, but I'm not really afraid of anything that's going to happen to me when I'm in the gym. So, I don't recommend doing this, but it is pretty fucking funny if you do decide to do what I'm about to say. So, another pet peeve of mine is when people, you know, are doing whatever, and they're using a bench, like, by the dumbbells, one of the, one of the benches you can move, as a fucking shelf. They got their bag on it, their water, their headphones, their phone, their sweatshirt. You know, all that, all that nonsense. So the other day, <laughs> I I wanted to use one of the benches by the dumbbells and I couldn't because there was a bunch of stuff on it. And I asked in the immediate area, which had, I think, three people around this one bench. None of them were using the bench and the stuff on the bench, none of it was theirs. So I'm standing there now for... Two, three, four, five minutes. I'm standing there waiting for um, whoever, whoever, whatever person this stuff belonged to to come and grab it. And like I did an exercise or two while I was waiting. He, he never fucking showed up to grab his stuff. So I was like, you know what? I asked in the immediate area. The immediate area to me is like three feet within the bench. Okay. People who fucking stand on another machine when you go to use their bench, when they put their stuff on and go, using it. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're on the other side of the gym doing tricep extensions. I can do close grip bench on here if I want to. You're not fucking using it. But I'm now like, you know, five minutes waiting for this bench. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not waiting anymore. 
So, because I asked in the immediate area and no one claimed that this stuff was theirs, I picked up the phone off the bench and I started changing the song. Pausing it, changing the song, just constantly. And you know what? I figured out whose stuff that was because he fucking came over. He's like, why, why are you touching my phone? And I was like, do you know how long I've been waiting to use this for? He goes, that doesn't give you any right to touch my phone. I'm like, yes, it does. I asked everyone in the immediate area whose stuff this was and no one said it was theirs. I don't even know where the fuck you came from because you weren't even close to this bench. So, because I asked everyone in the immediate vicinity and no one said it was theirs, I was like, well, I know one way that'll get his attention or her attention. I'll just start changing the songs on the phone. And, sure enough, it worked, because here you are. And then I very politely asked him, are you done with this so I can use it? And I got a dirty look, but he wasn't going to do anything. And I didn't think he would. And if he did, then, well, then, then there would have been a problem. But... You know, if you're waiting to use something and someone has their, you know, someone's using it like a fucking shelf and they're not there in like five minutes and you asked everyone, the quickest way to get whosoever attention it is that has their stuff on this bench that is hindering your workout, play with their phone, pause the song, change the song. It's a great idea. I mean, you might run into a physical problem, but it's funny as hell. Um... Yeah, so that was just in what? The last two weeks? Both of those? Just, well, the staring thing, that was, people fucking stare at me all the time. I like to think it's because they're actually impressed or mesmerized. I feel like it's not, and they just think I'm like weird because I'm so like focused or whatever. But who knows? The putting their stuff on the bench. That's fairly common. I, like, I do it too, but I'm never across the fucking gym when I do it. I'll always be in the immediate area. That way, if someone does want to use it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you can use it. Um, but not like that guy. Like, using it. No, you're not. You're not using it. <laughs> you're across the gym. I've been here five minutes. You, you're not using it. Um, but, yeah, that that's th – those are just two. And I got a bunch that I'll, I'll share as we go through more episodes. But I don't want to overload these with a bunch of stuff that I think is funny or I got problems with. Um, so I put up a poll probably two, three weeks ago. And a big request from a lot of friends of mine, because I guess they enjoyed it and they thought it was funny, wanted me to talk about like my final days at Crunch. So... As I've said in, I think, episode one and episode two, you know, Crunch was great pre-COVID. Uh, you had a bunch of OGs in there that, I, for the most part, kept everyone in line. The clientele was older. Uh, and then COVID happened and, like, all the OGs left. And at that point, I was kind of an OG. And as I've mentioned already earlier in this episode, I don't like to talk to people or really be bothered in the gym especially like people I don't know, like I don't want to have to tell people to clean up and everything like, you know, but <laughs> COVID when gyms opened back up, crunch opened up and all the OGs were gone and they were replaced with a bunch of 15 year olds with broccoli haircuts. And, you know, I don't have a TikTok, And like, I asked a buddy of mine, like, 
what are why are seventeen year olds rocking perms that my grandmother uh, pulled off in like nineteen ninety three? And he he told me it was like a big TikTok thing. Like some guy went on TikTok and like he went viral, and now like everyone's doing it. So I was like, all right, but Crunch was replaced with all of these like kids, and they're all they they're all social media stars, all of them, every single one of them. Um. So, I I remember this one night specifically, and we're gonna we're gonna do two two um two things that happened like in the final a lot of shit happened but we're gonna do like two days uh, specifically uh, that kind of was the last straw for me at Crunch. One of them, it was a group of high school kids, and I remember I was it, it had to have been. It was, I think it was later in the week, but it was late at night. It was like 8, 8.30. So at that point, the rush hour traffic at Crunch was already gone. The dinner crowd was gone. And it was like the late the late night crowd was there. Which, the late night crew wasn't really big. It was, you know, more... There weren't a lot of people there, basically. So I remember these three high school kids. And one of them I actually spoke to after with... Really nice kid, and I think if he sticks with lifting, he will be very good. But he's young, and, you know, I, I, we were all in high school. Anyway, there was another kid who, I guess, had the idea, oh, let's deadlift a lot of weight. So he got this other kid and a third to uh, do a deadlift with a single bar. So I think they threw like 10 45s on each side and three of them, three of them were deadlifting that one bar with, you know, 20 45s total on it, which, uh, that's 450, 450, 900, 945 pounds. So I'm seeing this and I'm just like, do I really want to like fucking explode on a bunch of, you know. Uh, like, it's not worth it. I'll talk to them separately afterward. I'm not going to get mad at this. However, I didn't get a chance to talk to them, like, after they did that. But, like, I was really annoyed. Either the next day or the day after that, the one kid who I think it was his idea to do this kind of deadlift was squatting. So, I was on the deadlift platform next to him. And I had just got done with my set. And I saw him squat 225 with subpar form. He also was using a deadlift bar to squat and he had the hip thrusting pad on the bar for his neck. So he got done with his 225 and then he came up to me and he was like, uh, can you spot me on my next set? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, sure. So I unracked my weight and I put all my weights back and I walked back up to where this kid is. He's got 405 pounds on the bar. Now, there are days where I can't even squat 405, where a 405 hurts to squat. And I'm a lot stronger and a lot bigger than this kid. And you barely got 225 up. So I looked at him and I was like, are you sure about this? He goes, yeah, yeah I, I just need a spot. Like, I'll be good. And I was like, all right. So he gets under the bar. And, like, I can tell just by a person's setup if, like, they're a good lifter or not. 
And I like I stood back and I gave him room to do whatever pre-squat ritual this kid was doing. And I just put my hands on my hips and I was like, oh, we're going to have ourselves a learning experience here today. We are going to learn. So this kid gets under the bar. And as a spotter with, you know, if you're spotting someone on bench, if you're spotting someone on squat, if the person you're spotting has no semblance of control of the weight, you have no chance. No fucking chance. Luckily, this kid had the safety pins out, you know, in case he failed. He gets under the bar and remember this 405 on this thing. He's using a deadlift bar and he's got the hip thrusting neck pad on. So as soon as he unracks the bar, I get like, I, I honestly thought the kid was having a seizure, how much he was shaking, walking back with it. And I just sat, I was standing there like I was ready to catch him knowing full well he's going down and I'm not going to be able to catch 405 as it free falls. But I'm just like, he's going down and there's nothing I can do to help him. Absolutely nothing. Which is why I had my head like, we're going to learn today. This kid is going to learn not to do this. So he started going down. He went down, I don't know, maybe four inches, if that, and then tried going back up. And he didn't go back up. He crashed to the floor. And I tried catching him, but I'm not catching 405 plus his body weight. And he was fine. He had the safety pins out, like I said. But <laughs> you got to give me some sort of help as a spotter. You have to have some control of the weight in order for me to help you. There was none. And like I asked him, like, dude, are you all right? He goes, yeah, you know, I like I, I just went down too far. And I was like... Maybe next time you stick with like 185 or like 200 and you get good with that first. And another thing, as a spotter, you need to have control over the weight. Because I saw as soon as you unracked that and started walking back, you had no control over it. I appreciate you think I'm strong enough to spot you on this. But if you cannot control that weight, I'm not catching 405. And you... you, you saw firsthand what will happen if that happens and it happened. So take this as a learning experience, stick with maybe 200, 205, get stronger and then work your way up to 405. And I walked off, but like, oh my God. So that was the first incident. The second incident, Crunch has a... Dance, what's it called? What's the what's the dance thing called? Zumba. Which, by the way, have you ever looked in on a fucking Zumba class? That looks like the most fun in the world. I was actually talking with my buddy Mac that we were going to do it one day, but we never did. Um, but Crunch has like this big dance Zumba studio and they got like these overhead stage lights, which are like really good for posing. So... I would go in there and like, you know, practice my, you know, bullshit posing before I really even knew what I was doing. I just, I guess I just wanted to look at myself in the mirror, but at least I did it in private. I didn't do it on the gym floor by the dumbbells flexing, turning purple. Anyway, one night I went into the Zumba studio and I was doing my posing and I set up a, they had a, like a big box in there. So like, you know, the normal like box squat it was a box like that, but it was like twice the size. It was like twice as tall. So I guess it was up to like my shoulders or chin 
for all of you making short jokes in your head right now. But I was doing, like, I was working on my posing and I set my phone up with a water bottle, like, on this box. But to get the box, I had to take the Zumba speaker, which was a pretty big speaker, uh, slightly smaller than the box, and I, like, put it on the floor. So... As I was walking in there to, to do that, I bumped into the fitness manager, assistant, whatever the fuck his title is. And he was actually telling me that they got cameras in the gym. So I made a joke stating like, hey, oh, wow, now you can actually, you know, see people who don't put their stuff away. You can actually charge them $5. One, they'll either leave because they don't want to pay it. Or two, they'll actually start cleaning up after themselves. But anyway, I went into the studio. My a buddy of mine came in and like I ended up talking to him and I left. The following day, I had to work late. So I'm normally in the gym 4.30, maybe 4.15. During, at crunch, I was there a little early. I was 4.15 because I didn't have to go as far. But like 4.15, 4.30, I'd uh, pull in. Um, but the next day... I had to work late, so I didn't get into the gym until around like 8 o'clock. So I walk in, and the assistant fitness manager or whatever, he he was still there, and he's usually not there that late. He goes, Jeff, come here. And I was like, all right, what's now? For some context, I'm already in a pretty bad mood because I like work was crazy that day, and I'm like in here late. And I like my routine, how it, how it is, and the fact that it was severely altered this day because I had to work late. I had to get stuff done with work. I was in a bad mood because my whole routine was jacked up. So I was already in a bad mood. He, he calls me over. He goes, I, I need to talk to you in the office. And I was like, okay. He goes, all right, what did we talk about yesterday? And like, n- none of this is paraphrasing. It is, <laughs> like, I'll never forget this interaction. He goes, what did we talk about yesterday? And I was like, I, I, I don't know, dude. Like, what did we talk about yesterday? He goes, well, think about it. And I'm like, listen, I, I'm in here late. Like, I got to get this lift in. I, I'm not playing games with you. Stop talking to me like I'm a first grader. He goes, uh, no, no, like, I, I want you to understand the problem here, so I want you to think about it. So, like, I actually sh- stood there for, like, five seconds looking at him, and, like, I was getting visibly angrier as this conversation was progressing. And I was like, oh, we got a leg press. Or, no, we got we got a leg curl machine. It's about fucking time, dude. And he goes, no. Now, keep in mind, Crunch has not had a leg press since before COVID, and this was in, like, 2021 this conversation that happened. So I thought we got a a leg curl. We fucking didn't. He goes, no, we put cameras in. And I was like, okay. And what's your point? Like, why are we having this conversation now? And then he goes, did you go into the studio last night? And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what this is. So when I was in the studio the night before, I told you, uh, my friend, I saw my buddy who showed up, who I, I hadn't seen in a while. So I always put my stuff away. Always. I've been, I was going to that gym for like 10 years. I always put my stuff away. But I forgot to put the box 
like I forgot to put the speaker back on the box. So <laughs> as soon as he said or asked me if I went into the studio last night, I knew where he was going with this. And I was like, oh, yeah, my bad, dude. Like, you know, my buddy showed up and I forgot to put the speaker like back on the box. Like, that's my bad. He goes, all right, well, you know, we had a big issue with that this morning. And I was like, issue? What do you mean issue? You just had to move the box like 10 feet. What kind of issue was it? He goes, well, you know, the trainer in the morning came in and she had like this meltdown because like the class was delayed and, you know, people had to wait and, you know, she had to get everything set up and she was crunched for time. I'm like... Respectfully, respectfully, you're giving me a lecture because I forgot to put the box back and the speaker on top of the box. You had to move that box, what, 10 feet? She had to move it like 10 feet and it didn't even, what it weigh, five pounds? If that, you're giving me a lecture. Have you seen your fucking gym and how much of a shithole it is? This place is a fucking disaster. People leave shit all over the place, all over the turf. Their dumbbells missing for some reason. Someone put the 120s on the top rack when it's literally easier to put them on the bottom rack. And you're giving me shit because I didn't put a box back? Well, the class was delayed. What was it delayed? About 25 seconds? It took 25 seconds to put the box back and the speaker on the box. And like... <laughs> And he, he, you know, he, he pretty much ended the conversation with like, we're going to, you know, it's a privilege we let you in there, but we're not going to let you go in there for a while. I was like, are we fucking done here? I need to go get this lifted. Like, fine. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here. And that was pretty much the end of the conversation. And then I think three days later, he came up to me and was like, all right, you can go back in. But like, Really? I don't know. So those were a few incidents um, right around the time where I was like, I'm done with crunch. Like I am done with crunch. But um, yeah, so like I said, this is, we're calling this sort of series, the depletion. This is going to be the depletion part one. I'm hoping to get the depletion part two and part three in. Hopefully maybe, you know, in the next month, part two, and then the month after that, part three. And then uh, the peak week episode a week before the show. So late July-ish, I'm hoping. So that's where we are right now. This is episode three. Hopefully the depletion part two comes out maybe in another three and a half, four weeks. I don't know. That's, you know, subject to change because I am in school and I do have finals coming up for my master's program. Uh, I'm actually working. I'm starting. I'm game planning about my thesis uh, for my master's. So... Uh, I am going to be busy with that, but you know, this has been fun for me to do. I'm hoping you guys are enjoying it also. Um, I do want to have my friends on here. I just don't really know like the dynamic and what really we're going to talk about. Cause I could have a bunch of buddies on here, but if this is about like my prep, I don't really know, but, uh, I'm actually going to a wrestling show next week. I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, with one of my best friends from back home. So maybe that's something that, uh, if I do have him on and I do want him on, 
that you know we can talk about. I mean, I don't know if you're listening to this. I don't think you're a wrestling fan. You might get some enjoyment out of it. It might be you know we might talk for like ten or fifteen minutes. Um, but there are a bunch of rabbit holes I could go down with that kid <laughs> and we could just start shooting the shit and we could talk for about two or three hours about something that's completely unrelated to either wrestling or even my prep. So, um, you know, we got something in the works, but you know, th- thank you guys for listening and supporting. Um, if you haven't given it a rating yet, I know Spotify is the star system, I don't know what Apple has. I think they have a star system also. I think I actually looked. Two people gave me ratings on Apple. One per and the the average was three. Two people gave me ratings and the average was three stars. One of the ratings was five stars. You know what the other you know what that meant the other rating was? What's the average? If the average is three and the top number is five, what's the other number? I would I would love to know who that was, but hey, I, I appreciate it. You're being honest. If you if I suck, tell me I suck, and then I'll try to make it better. But that's it. That's episode three. Stay tuned for the depletion part two, episode four, hopefully in the next month. Peace.